maybe 20. Yeah. I'm 425 now and we're building 200 in the next year. So 625 compared to 20, that's a big difference. Big, big difference, big difference. But the challenge with people, oh, I don't want to have a partner. I had an experience one day mm. and it didn't work. I don't want to have any partner. But what you need, what you need to have is a silent partner. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We love Equity Real Estate listeners. How are you guys doing today? I am excited. I'm ecstatic. It's a great day here in the valley the sun and what we have today is we have we're going to go with an international flavor we're going to talk to Gishlin la rochelle from montreal canada and we're going to be talking about strategic partnerships some land development and what he's doing with his airbnbs as far as development so without any further delay Gishlin, how are you doing today i'm going very well very well very well. Great, 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 great. So we all know that investors always start at some point and they always get to an end point. So let's go back. Let's go back to when you first started. What did that look like? And why did you get into real estate? My brother was in real estate. He started at about the age of 18 years old. And I was looking at him and I said, oh, but you have a lot of debts when you invest in real estate. And finally, he convinced me to start buying buildings, buying, buying, and buying. And finally, I decided to do only that with my life. I'm an engineer. I have an MBA. I used to run a company with around 225 employees. So I'm a good manager, project manager. And I decided in 2008 to quit my job and go to the real estate area. And I wanted to train people. So I started with the training and now I have a lot of buildings and a lot of rentals units at the same time. Okay, so your brother was 18, he got into real estate. And then from there, you were working a full-time job as an engineer, correct? Yes, exactly. And then how, go ahead. And one day, the year I decided to quit my job is when I was working around 80, 90, 90 hours a week. And when I got my increase of salary, 
I met Michael. I remember my, my boss at that time. And Michael told me, oh, let's take a coffee together. We'll go and we'll do your assessment of your of the last year. And I got a 2% raise. And I said, no, <laughs> that's not how I will live my life. I want to be better. I want to have a better life than that. So I decided to quit the job about three to five months after because I wanted to write a book. I wanted to do conferences. I wanted to travel around the world and with an eight to five job like I, I used to, to, mm -hmm. to have, I wasn't able to do that. Gotcha, so, gotcha. So at this time, were you already in real estate where you were an engineer? Yeah. Yes, okay. I had a few buildings, not a lot, but I had a few buildings. So it was not easy, but it was easier for me to quit because I had exper already experience in real estate. Okay. So tell us, tell us about that first deal. If you can remember, what did that look like? It Damn. was a six units building and I paid 273,000 for it at the time in 1990s or around. And it was a good building. It was a 1987, or maybe a five or six years old. And everything went well with this building. Everything went well. I didn't have to invest any money into it because I used the money available on my house okay. to pay for the down payment. And it okay. was very easy. I so what did you do? You, you, you got like a line of credit on your house or yes, exactly. finance, pulled yeah, the money yeah. out? Yeah, that that's what money. I took. So I didn't have to put any money down from my pockets. Mm -hmm. And I, I used the money from my line of credit and it was quite easy. I was amazed. I said, wow. And the building was not too old, five or six years old. So there was not a lot of repairs to do. Okay. I had very good tenants inside. So the well, life was easy. That's that's one of the, the powerful pieces of real estate is that you can always use one piece of real estate to then go and acquire yes. another piece of real estate. So basically you said, all right, you know what? I have my primary residence. Let's do a line of credit. Let's take some money mm -hmm. out of this house and then take that money to go and buy this six unit building, which then increased your net income uh, because well, probably twofold because now you have two assets plus your, your regular W2 W2 yeah. job. I make uh, at that time I was making between eight thousand to twelve thousand net in my in my in my, in my pocket. So okay. it's very good to increase our wow. salary. Like when you get out of an engineering and engineering in Montreal, at that time I was getting around thirty five thirty five thousand a year, and you okay. add you add ten thousand. That's it quite a big increase in salary yeah yeah i mean that that that's more than what you were getting on your regular w-2 job oh okay. yes <laughs> so now i understand why you were like okay you know what this is not gonna work i'm just gonna go ahead and quit because you had this asset back here that was continuously paying you yes. more than what you were getting on your nine to five job excellent excellent so how did you how did you end up finding that that six unit? It was over the MLS multi level multi listing. It was easy. I just called a broker 
and a real estate broker, and the job was very, very easy. Mm -hmm. We made the offer, and at that time, there was not a lot of people looking for multi-unit residential. Mm -hmm. So I was the only one who made the offer over there, and I got it. Okay. And that's that's kind of what we're starting to see again now in this current market as the market shifts. You know, there were a lot of people that were continuously buying, buying, buying. And now a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines and a lot of people are trying to sell. One of the things that I always learned from, from investors is when people are selling, that's when you should be buying. When people are buying, that's when mm -hmm. you should be selling. So you always want to go against the current. So it sounds like that's exactly what you did, Gishlin. Yes, exactly. And with the interest rate we have presently, so a lot of people, like you said, are on the sideline and they're just waiting that the price go down, goes, goes down. And will it happen? I think so, but not a lot. In Montreal, the price are pretty, pretty stable and they don't go very often down. Not mm -hmm. even in 2008. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not so, even in 2008. So you got this six unit building. And you said, you know what, I'm walking off my job. What did you do after that? Kind of walk us through, because now you have this asset and you have free time. So what did you start doing? I bought a, about six units, six buildings at the same time for a total total of 28 units. It was, they were a lot more used, I would say. They, they were not new. So I had a lot of improvement to make it into it. And at, okay. at the same time, I was starting my training facility on real estate because I had two passions. My first passion is real estate. And my second one, I've, I found out that I love to train. I love to okay. train people on real estate. So I decided to ask a friend engineer, would you pay me for a training, a first training of uh, mm -hmm. I think it was a thousand bucks at, the, at that time. Okay. And he's still in the real estate. That's how I started. At the beginning, Great. I was doing only individual coaching. Okay. So when you, when you bought the, the six, six buildings. Unit. Yes. Yeah. Buildings. Okay. Yes. So how many, how many units were in each building? I had two units, two units, four units, four units, six and 10. Okay. So what was very that? small two, yeah, two units, two units, four units. That's eight, six. That's what's that? 14 10. and then 10. Okay. So 24. So yes. you, you went from six units, your six unit building to now 30 total. Yes, exactly. Um, real quick. I mean, that, that can scare some people because they said, all right, I'm managing this six unit building. Will I be able to handle the management of 30 total units? So for the acquisition of those other 24 units, what did you do? Did you do the same process? Did you refinance or do a I, line of I, credit on your multifamily? No, not at all. I used a partnership at the time. So I went to see two or three of my friends and they put money down. I gave them an interest rate of, I think at that time was 10%, if I remember well. And in about a year, I was, I did some repairs. And I was able to refinance and give them back their money and the gotcha. interest rate at the same time. So no money down at the beginning. After a year, I was able to refinance 
and I had nobody. I was a hundred percent owner of the six buildings. Wow. That's, that's key. And that's one of the things that I always tell people about networking and your relationships. You go to those relationships and you say, Hey, you know, I have the expertise and yes. knowing what to buy and knowing what to look for, and you have the money, why don't you partner with me? We exactly. leverage your money, you leverage my expertise, and they get that 10% return on their money for mm -hmm. the year, a lot greater than what they can get in the stock market. And for they're sure. happy, you're happy, you cash them out. Now you have a property for no money out of pocket. And what, one thing that happened with this Jake is after three months, I have a friend who told me, I need my, I think it was $100,000. I need my $100,000 back. Oh, wow. Just the buildings. Uh-huh. Why did you do that? Why do you do that to me? And he said, I don't have a choice. I need my money back. So with the, what I did, I decided to bring another partner. He replaced mm -hmm. my friend and I was able to go up to a year after that. So wow, it's wow. not a hundred percent perfect partnership. Mm -hmm. There's always something that could happen, but there's always a solution. I can tell you there's always a solution that you can find to resolve problems. And one of the things that I know about raising money is you always have to have that conversation with your partners going into it saying, okay, mm. this is the deal structure. We're going to hold your capital for one year, two years, three years or whatever. That way they know that going in, because like you said, you do have people that say, you know, something happened, life event occurs and they say, I need that money back right away. And what if you didn't have that other partner that was willing to bring that hundred thousand dollars back to the table? Yeah, that's a challenge. So you always, what I do, I always have a list of a partnership, a partner, possible partners. And mm -hmm. uh, if one doesn't work, I call the other one. I call the other one. I call the other one. Uh, just last year, I bought, no, two years ago in 2020, I bought uh, 257 units at the same time. So wow. I needed around 18 partner with me. So okay. try, uh, you contact them, you call them. And they don't answer the phone. They don't answer your email. So I had to call 148 people to be able wow. to buy the deal. Okay. So, so let me ask you this, Gishelin, because a lot of people, they don't have that tenacity and they don't have that network. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you start building this partnership list? It's, it's very easy. When you do networking, like yesterday, I was at a networking event. I found out two person who could bring me money one day. So I just put a okay. list. I have a list somewhere on a Google sheet, a list with the number. And if I have the exact amount, they can help me. I put the exact amount there. So I've been doing that since 2010, 2010, I think. So I have a pretty good list presently over 300 people. And okay. one, one doesn't work. I call the other one, call the other one, call the other one. So, so how does, how does that, how does that conversation go for those who don't know? How did that conversation go? That initial conversation, you're at a networking event or something like that. How do you strike up this conversation to, to then know that, Hey, they have, you know, money. liquidity, yeah. Money to invest. 
first thing I do, I listen. I listen okay. to people. They want to invest, and I hear that they have equity on their house. I don't ask any, anymore. I don't ask anything anymore. And what I do, I put it on my list. So one day, if I need it, I know that he has equity on their house. The second way to do it is to ask directly, do you want to invest in real estate? Do, do you prefer to be an active real estate investor or you prefer to be a passive, you're a silent partner, you just mm -hmm. make money and you don't do anything? After the gotcha. first answer, I know if this guy will be good for me. If he says, I want to be a silent partner, that's the guy I need. Okay. Okay. So tell okay. me your name, your phone number, email. And if one day I have a project, may I call you? And that's it. It takes two or three minutes and I get the numbers and I get email and uh, people. Okay. So then let me ask you this and then we'll, we'll kind of, kind of pivot the conversation. Gishlin. So are you at, you know, dinner parties? Are you at, because I'm trying to get people to see where they need to be in order to network. You know, are you at real estate investor conferences? Kind of where are you meeting these people at outside of, you know, because you're not working. So it's not like you're at work. Yeah. It, it could be everywhere. It could be everywhere. It could be at a restaurant. I met a restaurant owner about a month ago. Oh, I, what do, he asked me what I do for a living. I mean, a real estate investor. So I asked mm -hmm. him, are you a real estate investor? He said, no, I always wanted to be, but I'm too busy with my restaurant. If I have a good project, would you, would you come with me? Yes, present it to me. So it could be restaurant. It could be in a cab. It could be anywhere, anywhere okay. you can, you meet people. You ask at the airport, in the airplane. I did it in the airplane one time. I was in a conference in USA. I, I had a person who come a came with me with a project from USA. So it could be anywhere. Okay? okay. Okay. But the secret is you have to take action. If you don't ask, nobody will do it for you. Last week I was meeting a future customer and she said, I have a big challenge. My challenge is I'm not able to find any money. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I asked her last week, how many people, it's for the down payment. I asked her last week, how many people did you call or did you ask? She said, none. Okay. <laughs> the month before, how many people did you call or ask for money? None. I told her, mm -hmm. if you don't ask, nobody will come and say, I have a $200,000 for you. Could you put it in one of your projects? You mm -hmm. have to ask. That's the main thing. And I think one of the one of the things, Gishlin, that people are afraid to ask is because they don't know how to position that conversation, you know, and they look at the conversation the wrong way. They look at the conversation as I'm trying to get something from this person versus saying, hey, I'm a real estate investor with the expertise. I'm trying to get you you know, a return on your money. I'm trying to give you something. I'm trying to provide you the opportunity. So it's that light switch of turning that conversation around and not thinking, hey, what can I get from you? But more so, hey, this is what I can provide for you. And this is what I can give you. You give me $100,000 at 10%, you know, 
I'm going to make your $100,000 grow in that first year by 10%. So now you have $110,000 versus if you had that $100,000 sitting in a money market account or in an IRA or something like that, you won't get anything. You just still end up having $100,000. So work with me and I'll make sure we'll work together and we will grow that money by 10%. A challenge I see with my business is people, they don't want to beg for money. Mm -hmm. Money to people is like to beg and they don't, they don't want to do that. I don't right. want to beg. I don't want to ask my family. I don't want to ask my uncle. You don't beg. You propose them a great project, like you said, the Marcus, that will give you 10% of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't absolutely. Pay. Yeah. So that's a, the challenge. So guys, you listening to this, you hear what Gieslin is saying. Don't change the conversation. Don't think that you're begging or asking for money. Let them know that you're providing them an opportunity to get into real estate. So great, great, great. So Gieslin, kind of tell me, um, so now you're raising all of this money, right? What are you doing? How are you finding these projects to get into? Because I know you're doing some new construction, things like that. So how are you getting into these projects? Mainly by networking, mainly by real estate agent also. But they are not listed often. What they, what I, where do I find them? I find them with real estate pocket listing. We call that. Okay. We call them. Yep. Okay. The real estate agent, they have a big project they want to sell and they don't want the, the owner doesn't want you to know, doesn't want everybody to know that he's for sale. So the building where I'm presently, it's a real estate agent who I call the real, a lot of real estate agents for this mm -hmm. building here. And I said, if you have something close to Montreal, I'm the guy for you. And finally, I got one real estate agent who contacted me and I bought it. But the, the best story I have for you, Marcus, is when I bought my first cottage rentals, a rental, okay? Okay. okay. It was in March 2020. You remember we had the COVID at that time? Yep, yep. And the day after... The, the COVID was launched, if, if I can say that, uh, I decided to look for a real, a real a cottage. So I called real estate agent, about 30 real estate agents, and they had none for me that I, I wanted. Three weeks after, I called them again. Three weeks after, I called them again. And finally, in May, from March to May, there was a, one guy who said, yes, I just, I will, I will list it too tomorrow. If you're interested, I could send you the information. So it was 8.20 at night. I mm -hmm. got the information and at 9 p.m., it was a perfect cottage for me. And at 9 p.m., I made the offer. But it okay. was not on the market. Yes, you have to take action often to be able to find your deals. Yeah, yeah, you have to be assertive. You know, you can't just wait and look on the MLS and see see what pops up. Like you say, you got to build those relationships with brokers and get out there and say, okay, this is exactly what I'm looking for. You have to define what you're looking for. Like you said, I'm yes. looking for a cottage in this area, and this is this is exactly what I need. If you find that, please bring it to me. So now they know. All right, if this comes across my desk, I already know. Who wants this? I can pick up the phone now, call Gieslin and say, hey, what you were looking for, 
I have it. Yes, exactly. And one other thing I do to find the great deals is um, I go take a walk or I, I take my car and I do some farming around and I'm trying to find either buildings or land. And in the last year, last year, I bought 20 uh, lots of land to be, uh, to be able to develop it. And these were German guys. Okay. Okay. They were not in Canada. They were not in USA. They were in German and they had bought uh, the land in 1987, a long time wow. ago. Wow. Yeah. So I had to uh, translate letter of intention Sense. to them. Mm -hmm. I had to send them by mail, but the address in 1987 is probably not the, the good one. That right. I, I was able to find them. I was able to contact them in Germany. And finally, I bought 20, 22 of a piece of land to be able to resell it. But okay. it took me almost a year. Almost okay. a year. So, so talk to me about this. So you're primarily doing apartments and raising capital. Yes. Why, exactly. why did you go into the land? Because I always, I always like to understand that shift that real estate investors have. I'm a forest person. I like to be in forest. I like to take walk over there. And with the multi-units residential buildings, I give it to a manager. Okay. So I don't have to go there. There's somebody who manages, manage it for me. And I wanted to do something different. I have it. I had a, I'm getting older and older. And I said, ah, I want to have fun and go into forest. So the land development was great for me. So a friend of mine found a piece of land that was about 60 acres. We bought it. We decided to make the row, do the lot development, the, the subdivision. Mm -hmm. And we try, we, we, we tried to sold it. Okay. And it went well, it went well because remember, I'm a training company. I train people how to invest in real estate and people, they have problems to find deals. Right. So right. what I did, it's very creative. You will see what I did. I decided to put a training of three days, a three days training on cottage rentals with Airbnb. And okay. on the second day, I took two buses and brought them directly on the, on the land. And we explained, I, we explained them how we do it, what is the profit we're doing. And here you can buy this piece of land for this amount and they are worth more than what you pay and you, and that's a good deal. So okay. we were able with a few trainings like this to sell the land. So basically what we call that here in the, in the U S is you wholesale that land. Yes, exactly. So yeah. you, you bought it for cheaper, then found another buyer that will be able to pay you more and you, you take the split. Yes, but uh, it's a wholesale, but at the same time, we put a million on the road. So you have okay. to build the okay. road. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's a, you build the road. When the road is finished, you're able to sell it after, but you divide it in small, small parts. Okay. So you subdivide it subdivided the yeah, uh, land. Okay. So you did some, some land subdivisions and then sold each parcel yes. for the investors to build their Airbnb cottages on. Yes. Okay. Very, very good. How many, how many acres was the land? Presently we have around 300 acres. Okay. We, and in the next three to 
five years, we should do, we should go around eight, 500 acres. And the goal is to have between 400 and 500 cottages. Wow. So you're, you're basically building a resort there. Yeah. At two, yes. In two different cities. And it's, it will be quite big. At the end, it will be quite big. Big. There's not a lot of land on a lake. They are mainly in mountains. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's take a brief break. Hear a word from our sponsors and we'll come right back with Geesland and we will talk about some of this new construction that he's currently doing. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers. With 100% coverage across the U.S., PropString provides a deep dive into any property-specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to crowd.propstreampro.com slash we love it. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner, Mike, are going to show you how to overcome all those ch challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. All right, guys, we are back with Geeshlin, and we were talking about a broad spectrum. We were talking about multifamilies. We were talking about raising capital with partners. We were talking about land development. But right now, kind of what, what I want you guys to hear is how he's doing these condo conversions. And this is something that's that's really starting to become mainstream here in the States. So Geeshlin, kind of tell us, you know, how did you start with these condo conversions? About 10 years ago, well, there's two ways to do it. A condo conversion, you take either a commercial building, you divide it, and you resell every unit individually. That's the commercial one. And you can do that. Let's say my six units building, what you could do with it is divide it, and you sell every unit of the, of every apartment, I would say. Okay. So... The goal with condo conversion, I have done 72 in the last 10 years, wow. is to take building. Let's say we'll make it easy, okay? You pay 600000 for a six-unit building. Six-unit mm -hmm. building. So you pay 100000 per Under the door. Yep. Per door, yes, exactly. And if you resell it for one you're making quite a bit of money on each mm -hmm. door. 
The challenge is, do you have repair to do? None. If the, the building is in good condition, you don't have any repair to do. And I, out of the 72 that I have done, I think I did only about 15 or 20 that I did some repairs. Wow. The other, I bought it, divide it, and sell, sell it directly. So okay. the challenge we have presently in Montreal is... Let's say you pay six hundred thousand for six hundred thousand for the six unit. You will resell it for hundred thousand for per unit because the price has increased on the multi-unit building, and the condo tools are they're, 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 they're very very similar. So it's tougher to do it. There's still a few guys in Montreal that does it, but not okay. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that's definitely beneficial if you can find those apartment complexes and do that condo conversion. I mean, it's like you said, it's a, it's a quite an easy turn if you find a good property that's already structured okay. well. And, and it's mainly paperwork. It's mainly right. paperwork. You don't have to do any repairs, repairs if it's in good condition. One thing you have to check for is if you have a basement and you have an apartment in a basement, Often it's harder to sell because yeah, people yeah. they don't want to live all their life in the in a basement underground. Yeah, underground. <laughs> so just check for this build these type of buildings. Okay, okay. So that's a, that's a pretty good tip. And then your four hundred and twenty five units that you guys are currently working mm -hmm. on and developing. How did you find those? And how many partners are you? Do you have with those? I have a big project with 140. I have nine partners. Okay. I have another project of 32 units. I just bought last year in September, and we are seven partners in, into mm -hmm. it. So what I do, I take, let's say, 50% of the ownership of the, the building, and my partners, they take 50% at the same time. I, okay. with my team, we take care of everything. It's a silent partner. They don't have to take care of anything. And one year, two years, three years, or four years, what we do, we give them back their money. And they stay for until we sell the building with us. So let's say they get 10% return on their money on the first year. When I give them back their money, they still get 10% on their money, but they don't have any more money into the deal. So what, I, what I'm hearing throughout this conversation, Gishlin, is the power of partnerships. Oh, yes. Yeah, where, where do you think you would be if you didn't have these strategic partners? I, I maybe 20 doors, maybe 20. Yeah. I'm 425 now and we're building 200 in the next year. So 625 compared to 20. That's a big difference. Big, big difference. Big. Difference. But the challenge with people, oh, I don't want to have a partner. I had an experience one day mm -hmm. and it didn't work. I don't want to have any partner. But what you need, what you need to have is a silent partner, not mm -hmm. a partner that is working with you into the, in the project. A silent partner is the best one to have. There you go. So one where you can still control everything that's going on with the deal. Yes. And the only thing they do is provide the capital. Absolutely. 
So that's why I wanted to touch on that. And that's the reason why I wanted to have you on this podcast is because that whole power of partnership, because people want a hundred percent of everything, but you can have a 100% of 20 doors or would you rather have 50% of 625 doors? Yes, exactly. Yes. So man, you really drove home the power of partnerships. So guys, you guys that are listening, I, I really want you to understand that you need to get out. You need to network. Uh, Gishlin said that quite a bit. He had to go out. He had to network. He had to listen to what people needs, what they need, and see if what they need match up to what he have. And then we partner on that, and we we all make money, and we all help the community in turn. So, man, great job, Gishlin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so right now, we're going to put Gieselin on the hot seat. So we'll put Gieselin on the hot seat real quick. So Gieselin, starting over, what would you do differently? I would start earlier. Okay. okay. 58 years old now, and I have a, quite a, a lot of buildings, 57 buildings in total. And I will stop a lot. I've been in real estate for 25 years. And I have some people that I teach. They are 18 years old. They are 20. It's so nice to see them, they buy their first building, but think about when they will be 60, 65, how many units, how many doors Absolutely. they will have. It will be amazing. So that's the only regret I could say I would have. I would do different. Start earlier. Okay. Okay. So start earlier. So if you guys are on the sidelines and you're debating and you're thinking and you're thinking, Gieselin is saying, stop thinking, start taking action. Go out there and do it. Find a mentor, get the right education, and take action. So, Gieselin, what would you recommend for someone, you know, a great book that you would recommend for them to read to get started? I always recommend one book from Rabbi Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So yep. when you get a training from me, the first day of your training, you have to read that book. For the next, the second day. Why? Because I don't know, this book is not a miracle, but it helps people understand real estate. Mm -hmm. It helps people understand the, the, the assets, how it's working, right, the, right. the debts and everything. So that's my preferred book. Okay. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you guys, you know it, Robert Kiyosaki. Trust me, if you haven't read this book, I advise you to get out there and read it, it would change your whole perspective on assets, liabilities, working for someone versus working for yourself and using real estate and business as a powerful tool to get you out of the rat race. So again, that's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. So Gieselin, all right, last question, sir. Give us some words of encouragement. Well, before that, before that, kind of tell us about what you have to offer for our listeners, because we always want to make sure that there is something for our listeners to glean from and get each time they listen to an episode. So what do you have that you're working on right now? Presently, what I would offer them is 30 minutes coaching, real estate coaching with me. I do that often in my business and I would like to offer them to your auditor. And it's very easy. It's either by, with Zoom or with a phone call. You go to my website, imofacil.ca, I-M-M-O-F-A-C-I-L-E 
www.imofacil.ca and you type on the info at imofacil.ca and I want to have a 30 minute with Gislain. It will be a pleasure to help them to, and what we do in this, in this 30 minutes, we look at what are your objectives? What are the things you're not able to do and I could help you do it? Okay. So guys, take, take advantage of that 30 minute free consultation with Gieselin. That way he can do an evaluation and an assessment mm-hmm. and see how you can truly get started in real estate. So Gieselin, last question before we sign off here, give our listeners some words of encouragement from a seasoned real estate investor who has hundreds of units. What is some words of encouragement to inspire them if they haven't done a deal or if they're on a sideline or if they, you know, hit a roadblock, had a bad partner and they're starting over. Give us some words of encouragement. One thing my father always told me is don't look at the costs of training. Don't look at the cost of the real estate. Look at the profit that you could make with the real estate investment. And one, one thing TR Breaker always said also, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. wait. That's there exactly what I did with my six, my first six unit, six unit buildings. So that's, that's, man, that's a great point. And that's another great author is T. Harv Ecker. You can read his book, read his book also regarding real estate. Well, Gieselin, man, I really want to thank you. And I know our listeners thank you and welcome you for all that you had to offer today. Really, the strategic partnerships is huge. And I'll probably have you back on the show just to go over, you know, how to build those partnerships. What do you need? Um, So I want to thank you. I really appreciate you being on. And thank you so much. Thank you, Marcus. All right, guys, that was Gieselin La Rochelle. The reason why I wanted to have him on the show is to show you the power of partnerships. He said that if he hadn't partnered with people, he would only have 20 units. But because he strategically partnered with people, now he has 625 units. So just just take a moment and process that. You can do, you can become successful by yourself, but you can always go a lot further with a team of people. So with that being said, I would definitely like to partner with you I would definitely like to help you along your real estate journey. Feel free to reach out to me at Marcus E. Maloney. That's M-A-R-C-U-S, E as in equity, Maloney, M-A-L-O-N-E-Y.com. You can get a 15-minute free consultation from me. We have our DFC group. If you're learning how to find deals and you just don't know what all to do, you don't know, should I do cold calling? Should I do text messaging? Should I do ringless voicemail? Should I do direct mail? Should I door knock? Should I do driving for dollars? If you just don't know what to do, reach out to me. We'll show you exactly how to do it. Me and my partner, Mike, we have over a decade of success in finding deals, and we find deals in multiple markets. I'm doing it here in Phoenix. Scottsdale, Chicago. He's doing it in Cleveland. He's doing it, you know, in other states. And we're we're looking at expanding down into the Florida market. So if you want some assistance, and trust me, it's not $20,000. It's not $30,000 or anything like that. But you get two mentors. You have a 12, 
12 module lessons online course. And then you would meet with us weekly. You would meet with us weekly on Thursdays and we go over everything that we talk about in the online course. So just remember, we're here for you. Go to MarcusEmaloney.com. If you're interested in being a deal finder, go to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com and join us. We would love to have you. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash mrcsmaloney, Twitter at mrcsmaloney, and of course, IG at mrcsmaloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.